Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to grow through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. So welcome back to the CoLab podcast. And today we are going to be interviewing Phil Treadwell, the National Director of Sales and Innovation and Strategy for Thrive Mortgage. And I'm very excited for all of you who have tuned in and have a small business uh, or trying to grow your business because I know that there's more and more podcasts every day and how can it help your business? And how do you even get started? And so Phil is going to answer those questions because, you know, podcasting is a great way if you're looking to grow your business, make a name for yourself. And podcasting is what Phil does, not full time, but he started a number of years ago with his podcast and it has opened up doors and and helped him win awards that I'm going to share with you here. He's going to give us, you know, tell you why. He's going to teach us. He's going to tell you how you can start one um, and why you should. So, you know, Phil is the national sales director at Thrive Mortgage. That's his full-time position during the day. Uh, Before he took that position was when he started the Mortgage Marketing Expert podcast, which I think is one of the best podcasts in the real estate and mortgage industry. And even if you're not in that industry, it's still great to hear how podcasts can help you in your career and in making that name for yourself. Uh, Because, you know, Phil's the co-founder of what's called the Industry Syndicate, which is the first podcast network for real estate and mortgage professionals. Um, And because of the podcast, he was recently named as one of National Mortgage Professional Magazine's 40 Most Influential Mortgage Professionals Under 40 and a Top 20 Mortgage Professional in 2020 by Yahoo. Um, Phil has been interviewed on over 100 podcasts, and he is a national speaker uh, that goes around and talks to other small businesses and, and people in the real estate and mortgage industry. And so it doesn't matter what industry you're in. I think you're going to get a really good feel from Phil on how he got started that will translate into how you can get started and just the impact that it can have on your business. So I am super excited. Let's bring in Phil Treadwell. All right. So without further ado, we'd love to welcome Phil Treadwell. Phil, thank you for joining us today. How's it going, guys? I'm happy to be here. Well, it's one of those days I'm like stuttering over my words here. No, we're so excited to have a a podcasting pro among us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know about that. You guys are are being very kind. I I turned on the microphone enough times that uh, people started listening. So if that -hmm. that makes me a podcasting pro, I'll take it. Well, I I think it does. And, you know, you know. For our audience, um, you know, it's not as niche as much down as um, the niche that you have, which is mortgage and real estate industry. Uh, You know, our audience is service business owners that, um, you know, a lot of times are in local markets, might be expanding. And we really just wanted to have them hear you who 
you've owned your own business, you know, you have built a business inside a business. So would you mind just telling the audience um, just a little bit about who you are, the industry you are, that you're in currently and what you do and, um, and what led you up to starting a podcast? Sure. Sure. I appreciate that. So uh, predominantly the last 17 years have been in uh, the mortgage industry um, as a uh, retail mortgage banker and independent mortgage broker. Uh, I currently am a national director of sales innovation strategy for Thrive Mortgage. So I, I dabble in marketing, coaching, uh, sales leadership. Uh, I'm a kind of a serial entrepreneur. I've owned uh, everything from a craft beer brewery uh, to Ooh. a mortgage broker shop to a podcast, a uh, marketing company, anything in between. Uh, currently have the Mortgage Marketing Expert podcast. We've been doing that uh, about two and a half or three years. Uh, had a little success there, had some really cool guests on. And then I also uh, am a co-founder of Industry Syndicate, which is a podcast network specifically for real estate and mortgage professionals. So um, I've done a lot of different things. Uh, I think that the mortgage industry and real estate fit me well because I am a little bit of an entrepreneur, but uh, even, even within the industry, you know, loan officers run their own business. Real estate agents run their own business. And so I uh, kind of uh, use this term, uh, a W-2 entrepreneur, if you will. Yes. So you have W-2 employees, but they're still building their business. So a lot of the that are still the same. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm the product of a teacher and my dad was a builder. Uh, so he was an entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm kind of this mix of, of entrepreneurship meets academia. Uh, so I, I like both sides and, and uh, I think that there's merit to both, but kind of found my niche uh, in, in this industry. No. And I love, did you have a name for it? The W2 entrepreneur, did you call it? Yeah. W2 entrepreneur. And it's funny cause I'm, I'm kind of toying with that from a, from a content perspective is, you know, does that turn into a, uh, you know, a YouTube channel or does that go into a book or, or what? But I, I think that it, it really in, encapsulates our specific industry and in, in mortgage because you know, loan officers, they do get a W-2, but everything that they're doing, especially on an all-commission basis, is really uh, entrepreneurship. They're building a team, they're building a yes. business, they're dealing with expenses and profitability and, and the ebbs and flows of the economy. I mean, they, it's, they, they directly uh, correlate with, with people that own their own business. And so um, I think you asked about the podcast. Did you want me to kind of talk about how that, how that unfolded? Yeah, I would love to have you share, like what got you started with the podcast? So it, it was a happy accident, believe it or not. I would love to take credit for intentionality. Uh, but at the time I was recruiting in a three or four state region for the company that I worked for at the time. And outside of, of, you know, a few states, no one knew really who I was or who my company was. And so as I went beyond that to recruit, I, I, my result fell incredibly flat. And so mm. I wanted to give people something to Google because at that time, whenever we met someone new or like, who is that? We, we immediately plugged their name of their company into Google. So I started doing some content marketing, uh, some blogging, just giving people something to see when they Googled. Uh, and then several years ago, I ran across this crazy character who was screaming all over social media named Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> and he was talking about social media. And I'm like, you know what? I, I need to do that. And I'd gotten off social media for a little while when my wife and I got married. Uh, we have exes and you know, we all know how that, that can, can create drama or whatnot. So we're trying to give ourselves some time, but I got back on social media for business and uh, started building some things out. 
And I decided the most value that I could add to get the attention of other mortgage professionals that I wanted to network with or recruit with was to give tips on, on how to build their business. So I owned the, the website domain, Mortgage Marketing Expert. And so I started an Instagram page called that. I didn't brand it to me. I didn't brand it to my company. And I decided to put out a mortgage marketing tip of the day. And uh, after about 30 days, we had about a thousand people following the page organically. And I'm like, we might be onto something here. Mm -hmm. And after 90 days, frankly, I started running out of stuff to say. There's only so many one-liners you can come up with before yeah. you start you know, sounding like you're making stuff up. So the podcast came out of that because I'm like, you know, if I bring experts on, I can record it, I can take their quotes, and I can feed this Instagram page giving this tip of the day. Having no idea that if people would listen or not, you know, two and a half, three years ago, people didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts, especially in our industry. There was a few good ones out there, but um, I didn't see the the big picture. And uh, I had uh, some relationships with uh, with Barry Habib, and and he was my I think he took pity on me and and was my first guest. <laughs> and then uh, the next five guests were Tim Brahim, Casey Cunningham with Zenix, Todd Bookspan, Dave Savage, and Bill Hart. And all of a sudden, I'm like, crap, we just had like six of some of the biggest names in the industry on, which created some credibility where I added a lot of other folks uh, in the industry. And we just kept recording. And honestly, I didn't really expect people to listen, but I knew that um, whether or not anybody listened, I was getting a half hour or 45 minutes with some of the best in the industry. And I got to ask them any question I wanted. And some of these guys were charging, you know, 1500, 2000 bucks a month for half an hour, hour, every other week for coaching. And I, I, I got them for free to learn. So I say all that to say part of it for me was, and, and I think podcasting in general is whether you're interviewing people in your community, whether you're interviewing other business owners or whether you, you know, have a podcast about adult softball, it doesn't matter the amount that you can learn from each other and the networking capabilities that a podcast shares is, is absolutely incredible because these guests that I would beg for months to come on my podcast, uh, including a mutual friend of ours, by the way, Renee Rodriguez, are now some of the closest friends that I have. Like some of my best friends to this day are people that I didn't know who they were. I tracked them down at a conference, exchanged business cards and stalked them via email and social for a few months until they, they came on the podcast. So, you know, there, there's a lot of ways that you can, you can, you know, do this, but that's, that's why I did it uh, was to create a brand so that I could have some exposure and some ability to, to network and recruit people within my industry. And you said you didn't think anyone would listen. You've had a pretty impressive amount of listeners now, don't you? We, we, we do okay. We're, we're consistently in the top 200 in Apple and the marketing category in US and Canada. And we've showed up in, so it's, it's funny, we'll have like a notification. You're in number 59 in marketing on Apple in Poland or, or something random mm. sometimes. Wow. Um, but we've done uh, a little over 200,000 downloads um, in, our, in our few years. Um, but again, whenever our entire industry is only a few hundred thousand people to begin with, you know, we're, we're, we feel like we're, we're out there and, and doing our thing. Yeah, no. And you've also interviewed some, some pretty amazing people because the person you heard, I know you've interviewed, <laughs> right? I, mean, I did. Gary V. Mm -hmm. We also had uh, Ryan Serhan on. So that, that's, that's amazing. That's absolutely, I mean, it's just amazing, you know, and has, has the podcast goal changed then? You know, if at first it was, hey, I want people to know 
you know, who I am, what I'm about, give people these tips. Has it changed or is it still the same goal? Yeah, it, it's it's really the same goal. So the mission of the podcast has always been to help people build their business and do mortgage marketing better. And that was really the goal and the pure intention of the podcast. I knew when people asked, how do you monetize that? You know, how do you make any money at that? I knew that long tail, long term, people would know who I was. It would create relationships and opportunities that I would make money. So I knew that if I, if, if I had a platform where people assumed that I could help them build their business, they would want to come work for me. And I, that's how I would potentially make money. So the goal has always been to, to genuinely help people. I'm of an abundance mindset that, you know, if we all help each other, you know, there, there's plenty of business out there for everybody, right? You don't need to hold all your secrets. This old school mentality that you're giving away, you know, proprietary information is, is, is a, is a, a bunch of crap, frankly, you, you, we should all be sharing as much information because even if someone gives the exact formula of how they made a million dollars that year, I mean, to the T and someone else tries to do it, it may not work the same or it you know, could be worked twice as good. You don't know. So that's been the mission from the very beginning and still is. And, you know, even when we had the opportunity to have Gary V and Ryan Serhant and those, you know, Ryan Serhant being in real estate and Gary in, uh, you know, marketing and, and social entrepreneurship, both of those interviews, we tried to be very strategic about asking them questions that were relevant to our industry. I remember in the Gary V conversation, he has, you know, incredible wisdom about a lot of stuff and he, he would kind of go in a direction and I would really try to rein him back in to mortgage specifically because our content is peppered throughout his material, but I, I wanted it to be for us by us, if you will. And so, you know, um, I will say for anybody that's looking to get, you know, uh, celebrity type guests or, or big influencers in any space, um, just ask, you know, try to add mm -hmm. value if it can. That's, that's how I got Gary on is whenever agent 2021 was coming out, I knew they were adding mortgage to the lineup of industries and I literally just cold emailed him and said, Hey, you know, we have a mortgage podcast. We've got a pretty good audience. Um, but the subject of the email was more butts in seats at age of 2021 in all caps. That's literally what Love I put that. in there. And I kept it short. And he replied back a couple of days later and said, I would do it. Now I didn't get to interview him before agent 2021. We had it scheduled via zoom and it fell through and I had to keep following up for I think another six, seven, eight months, because it wasn't until the next October that I actually got to do it. But in that case, his team was like, hey, instead of doing Zoom, why don't you fly to New York to VaynerMedia and you can just do oh. it here? And of course, wow. you know, twist my arm, you know. So I, I say <laughs> that to say people, most time, most successful people, most people that have made a lot of money or really successful in a business they want to help that next generation. Anybody that doesn't want to or wants to charge you all the time is either disingenuous or they're, they're not aligned with the type of business people that you want to do. So I challenge folks, and I, and I got this from, if anybody's read the book, uh, A 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, he has a, a part in there where he's like, just ask. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? So a lot of these people, if you just reach out and ask, will you do this? Here's what I'm doing. Um, a lot of times they will. And, and I will say part of it was, I let people know we're, we don't, 
really monetize our podcast. We're not trying to make money for this. We're trying to, to provide people information. This is a way we're giving back. Yes, there's obviously you know some intangibles that we could potentially get from it. But if you go in from that direction, most people are willing to give. Now, if you say, hey, I want to record it for 30 minutes and I'm going to make it a, a paid webinar where people have to download it for $9.95 or whatever, they're, they're obviously not going to do it. But uh, I, I, I let people know, especially podcasting, just ask. A lot of people will say yes. Phil, there were some things that uh, you just said that I really liked, talked about, you know, giving value and having an abundance mindset and you're not trying to monetize the podcast. And, you know, I think that Megan and I and you as well think about that abundance mindset and, you know, we will tell everybody our secrets and, and there are a lot of people with that scarcity mindset. And I think that sometimes that may stop a business owner or a business from doing a podcast. So do you think that a podcast is relevant for any type of business? It can be. I don't want to say that it for sure is. So here's the formula that I like to use with any type of marketing. It's who is your audience, right? Who, who are you trying to reach? Who's your target market? The next question is what message is it that you're trying to, to give to them, whether you're adding value or a call to action, doesn't matter. What's the message? And then the third is what is the best medium to deliver that message to that audience, right? If I was trying to reach you know, 55 year old entrepreneurs, Facebook, <laughs> right? I, I mean, yeah. literally the 50, yeah. 60 year old range is going to be the uh, fastest growing part of that platform. And then you can target people that follow Shark Tank or CNBC's The Profit or whatever else. And so mm -hmm. I say that to say for me, my audience was mortgage professionals who are busy and my message was giving them advice to help them build their business to, to get that attention podcasting was a way that I had longer to, you know, develop a message, right? Because video is more, is, is a more engaged platform, but not for near as long. I mean, seconds versus, you know, half an hour or longer. And so I knew mortgage professionals were busy. I didn't sit and watch a video for an hour, but right. I would listen to a podcast while I'm in the car or while I'm at the gym or whatever else. And so when it comes to business owners, it, it's really the purpose and so if they're trying to highlight other businesses in their communities that they could partner with, and that's what they're doing, then absolutely, it's by far the best platform. Um, but if they're trying to reach a consumer and it's a quick call to action, you know, you, you might look at some, some social media marketing or paid advertising like that or, or whatnot. So it can be, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you should or have to have a podcast. Agreed. And, um, you know, and you were trying to reach kind of beyond your local community, but I've even heard other people say, if you're trying to get information out about your community for, you know, people who have businesses that you can do on about your, you know, your town, your city that, that could just share on that. And so your niche is that real estate and mortgage niche there. It, it's really people who are serving, right? They're, they're in service business and, and your topics. I mean, your, your podcast is, is great. I've told you that before. And the more episodes I've listened to, you just do a really, really good job. So I was not surprised when you told me the downloads that you were getting and, um, the, the interviews. And we even said that Andre and I, I mean, it's been amazing. We, we've yeah. really enjoyed doing this and it wasn't as much at first to grow our business you know, like our direct business, but it, it sounds like and it has that value and information. And yeah. Watch others grow and succeed. Totally. Um, well, I mean, what is it, if you could maybe share for people listening, if they're kind of on the fence about, 
Um, you know, and I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of business owners, you know, when they're doing something right, they don't realize some of the intangibles, but you know, did it help you reach those people? Like, you know, with authority, with bring like recruiting people, you know, with the marketing piece, you know, if, if, business owners are wondering like, how would this directly impact me? Mm-hmm. Like, how sure. can it, how can it help me grow this business more? And they're not familiar really mm-hmm. with, with what the podcast could do. Maybe an example or two, Sure, because I think that helps them. Yeah. So I think it's, it's helpful to understand the world that we live in, right? In, in, in today's day and age, attention is currency, right? Mm-hmm. You need to have a customer's attention, a consumer's attention, people's attention in general, So how do you get someone's attention and keep it longer? We talk about this arbitrary phrase, adding value. What what is adding value, right? Do do they need to give them a degree? Do you need to give them a discount? Like, what is that? Adding value can be something as simple as making someone laugh or making people go, hmm, you know, Chelsea Pites is is a phenomenal marketer and and she has this, this formula about what good content is. But one of the things that I kind of paraphrase her, her content is, is it, is it screenshotable, right? We all have our phones and we like something, how we screenshot it, we save mm-hmm. it. That's, that's how I do it anyway. Is it something that we would screenshot and save for later or we want to remind it or we want to share it, right? Is, con, is, is, it, is it entertaining? Is it engaging? So attention matters. Now, as it comes from a podcasting perspective, it's like we talked about, you're able to hold someone's attention longer, develop ideas longer. So let's talk about comparison of video. In 2019, these are little old numbers. I don't know the 2020 numbers, but in 2019, the average video view on social media was about 10 seconds. And if you're Mm. one of the top 10 most watched videos on Facebook, the average video view was 71 seconds. So you're talking a minute and 10 seconds if you're one of the top 10 most watched on Facebook. Okay, now let's compare that to podcasts. A podcast episode on average is 40 minutes. And Edison Research says that 93% of people listen to most or all of a podcast episode that they start. Only 7% of people listen to just the beginning or less than half. So statistically, you're going to get them from 20 to 40 minutes on 93% chance versus you have to be one of the best in all of social media and all of video to get them for what? A minute? So the reason that's important is if we're talking that attention matters, you can use social media to point them to your podcast, but you, you, you have them for longer. So it, now that you have them, you have to be a good steward of that. What are you talking about? Something that's relevant to them. And that's why I tell folks, I chose B2B. I chose an industry-related podcast because my audience that I was trying to reach was in the industry. If, if you're an originator, if you're, you're a real estate agent, if you're a business owner, uh, I don't care what it is you do, you know that there's a group of people that you want to reach. If you're in pharmaceutical sales and you're trying to reach doctors, figure out what doctors talk about. Cars, boats, vacation homes, I don't know, whatever it is, but find something that is relevant to them. And I use that word relevance because that's why they want to lens. Attention doesn't matter if it's not relevant to them. And I'll give you one more quick example to, to kind of drive this point home. If you're sitting on a park bench or at a bar or in the waiting room of, of the DMV and you start chatting next to you, everyone says that we start with the weather. But has anybody ever asked why? You do that because at that point in time, that is the one thing that you have in common with that one person. 
is that weather. And then you start talking, oh, hey, I'm from there too, or I know this person. And we jump from things we have in common to things we have in common because it's relevant. Me talking about the fact that I grew up in Missouri, no one cares about unless like, oh, I have a relative that lived in Missouri or whatever else. So relevance is important when you're creating content because that's how you can ensure that you're going to stay, you're going to keep them engaged and that you're putting out stuff that they want to do. And, and in a business, any kind of business in your local community or nationally, having attention and keeping attention that's relevant is all that matters. I love that. And have you ever seen the, there's like the triangles of value that shows all the different areas of value you can provide. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the things that uh, I'm actually, I'll, I'll put that maybe in our show notes here so people can see it because every time you put content out, if it's a podcast, if it's a video, like, okay, pick one of those things and make sure that whatever you're, you're talking about is going to give the people listening one of those. I think there's like 25 of them. It's not like there's just two or three. So there's a lot of different areas that you can cover. Uh, I know that one of your podcast episodes, for example, uh, gave us one of the tools we use in our business that any other business service business owner could use, which is lately, lately has literally saved us pretty much an employee. So much time. Yeah. You know, unreal. it it is. And here's the funny thing about that. So I met, uh, so Kate, uh, Kate Bradley, I think's her name. I call her Kately, uh, Kately, Kate at Tri-Ladies, Kately. So I met Kate, the CEO through another podcaster who's in the insurance industry in Alabama. And we ran into each other because we both got an opportunity to uh, interview Gary V and we just ran across each other's content and we've become friends and he's an, an incredible high level podcaster. He, the town that he lives in hosts like the, this, this high school all-star football game. Like if you're an all-star in high school football, you come here every year to play in this all-star game, which is how he got the attention of Gary through Vayner sports and whatnot. And the way the world works is crazy because you stop and think there's a football game in Alabama that an insurance agent paid attention to and reached out to Gary V. We had that in common. He reached out to me, which led me to Kate. This led me and, and it's now a tool that save in business. That in and of itself should be enough reason for people to want to do a YouTube channel or do a podcast or something because just the relationships that you create, you can't plan this stuff out. No. But Lately is an incredible platform for, for those that um, are interested. It, you, you take long form content, whether it's video, podcasts, whatever, it transcribes it. It uh, creates social media posts for you. It's it's just a really cool tool. And I'm very big in automation and things. And we just try to share information for people, um, whether it's a CRM, whether it's a, a, a content tool, whether it's an incredible communicator like Renee. It, we just want to help people. And I tell folks, it's a buffet. Take what you can use and leave the rest. You're not going to agree with everything. You're not going to like everything. But I mean, that's what learning is, is is taking the stuff that's applicable and running with it. But it's the mindset shift, right? Because I think we see this with people who come into our business, loan officers, they're thinking about the product that they need to sell. But when you're out there with people, the topic isn't what you do, what you're selling. It's what am I using? What am I doing? What am, you know, that can help others. For sure. That's what people want to hear about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's relevant. And so 
where would you suggest that people would start? So if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, like you guys have my attention, <laughs> you know, I, I want to start like that's overwhelming, right? Yeah. It, it can be, it absolutely can be. So I, I will say this, there's a lot of ways to do a podcast and it can be something as simple as with your cell phone and you can have, and I, again, I have an iPhone. I'm sure Androids have the similar type capability, but the voice notes app on your phone, you can plug in wired earbuds. You don't even have to pay for AirPods. You can have wired earbuds recording into your voice recorder, record it. And then there are several um, podcast hosts, which for those who aren't familiar what I'm talking about, a host is where you upload the recording to so that people can listen to you on Apple and Spotify and uh, you know, iHeartRadio and Google Play and Stitcher and so on and so on. Those hosts are only about ten or fifteen dollars a month. You have to have you know one of those. There's some free ones, and there's some that you can upload straight from your phone. So theoretically, you could take wired earbuds like I'm wearing right now into my podcast mic, plug it into your phone, record and upload it, and you have a podcast. Right? It's that simple. You could also take your phone and go interview people with your iPhone all over town and take that audio piece off of it and upload it. Some hosts, you can upload a video and it'll just take the audio portion off of it. You don't even have to like edit the thing. But you know, if you, if you want to go a little further, you can go online and get a, a podcast microphone. You can get a USB microphone that plugs directly into um, your laptop. There's a ton of great YouTube videos uh, and, and resources on how to start a podcast. I tell people, don't overcomplicate it. And I will say, I've always recorded from Zoom, uh, mainly because the, the producer that helped me when I first got started said to use it. It wasn't quite as popular then as it is now. And the only reason is he said, you can get Zoom for free. And when you record, after you get done recording, it breaks it up into an audio file and then the audio and video file together. It breaks them apart. You can take that audio file and boom, you have a podcast. So that's how I did it to get started. It was a free uh, Zoom, I, $15. I use Libsyn, which, which is short for liberated syndication. There's Buzzsprout, which is typically what I recommend for folks. Is it's really, really easy to use. It's a good one. There's um, uh, Anchor, there's uh, Podbean, there's so many other you know things out there that you can use. But starting a podcast is having something to talk about or having a conversation with someone. And, and either one of those instances, you push record and put it up there. Now, you, you can do some editing, you can get your intro music and outro music and, and all of those other things. Um, and, and those are very easy to do. And, and the one recommendation I would say is if you're not technical, don't try to be technical. If, you, if, you're, if that's not your forte, don't do it. It's, it's not a good use of your time, especially entrepreneurs. You know, Don't try to do something that's gonna take you hours to do that someone else can do in minutes. And Fiverr and Upwork are probably two of the best resources. You can put jobs or find people. And there's now entire podcasting categories where for a few dollars, they'll add an intro and outro. They'll do some edits for you. Um, there's lots of things that you can do there. So those are a few tips. You know, people can reach out, you know, if they have any specific questions, I, I'm happy to help. Um, but I, I literally would, would put it in Google and, and there's a ton of great information and how-tos. No, that's going to give people a lot. Uh, we're going to link a whole bunch of the resources that you, that was so helpful. And I remember, I w I've always been big into video. Now that I know people are only watching for 19 seconds, I might be <laughs> rethinking all my video equipment and all my video recordings. 
But what's crazy is that back seven or eight years ago when I started doing videos and I didn't edit them and I didn't even have a title. It doesn't have a title on our YouTube channel. And one of them has now 20,000 views, right? Like eight years later, because, and, and it's just consistency and doing yeah. it, but, but just get brave and just try it. You just got to try something. And I agree with you. I think podcasting is, it's newer still. And this, the statistics that you were sharing, and I know there's more of them about the types of listeners and mm -hmm. it's just unbelievable. And I think any business owner could very easily put something up. Um, maybe, maybe if you could talk about the expectations that they should have when releasing them, because <laughs> yeah. we'd like to have more, we, we, you know, we can't wait till we have more listeners. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I think podcasting is a little bit of a roller coaster. And I, 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 I still, if anybody knows Lewis Howes, um, Lewis says that if you're starting a podcast and you can't commit to doing uh, around one a week for two years, don't start. Now, I'm not quite that uh, intense, but I do say it, this is not a short-term play. Don't start a podcast for a couple of months and then, and then drift off. You're going to waste a whole lot of time and money. This is something you want to do long-term. However, in the beginning, the first couple of months, everyone's super excited because they have a podcast and they get this kind of spike in listens because their, their aunts or uncles or cousins want to hear their podcast. And then some people stick around and some people don't. So then you have this little, little drop off, right? And then everybody gets discouraged. It's around month two to month six, depending on, you know, the, how people launched it, you have this drop off, right? And then you start growing some audience and you start getting some results. You start seeing some tangible feedback from people of, I really like this. And that kind of gives you that, that next little momentum. And then you've been doing it for, I don't know, about a year. And you're just like, man, like, you know, am I, am I going to get any more results from this? Has it's run its course or whatever. And you kind of have that, it's starting to get old and stale again. And I challenge people when you get to that point, cause I got to that point and here's what my coach at the time told me, I was super stressed because I was building my business. I had all this stuff and I wasn't going to get an episode put out that week. And I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he said, if you, what's the worst that could happen if you don't get an episode this week? Like, are you afraid you're like your whole audience is going to lose it or, or whatever? And I gave myself permission to not put out an episode because there was just an arbitrary goal. There was nothing going to happen if I didn't. And so I didn't. And of course, nothing happened, right? It, it wasn't the end of the world. People were still listening to the podcast and I continued on. And what happens is then you get through kind of that next rough and then it, it's all smooth sailing because you have an audience. And I, I, I tell people we're, we're in a social media world where we think the more downloads, the more followers, the more subscribers, the better. And I would rather have, you know, and I, I don't think we have we, we get thousands of downloads a month, but I think we have a few hundred really loyal listeners who discover our podcast and then go listen to some episodes and then maybe share it. But I tell folks, I would rather have a few hundred really, really loyal, engaged audience members than tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of downloads of people that, you know, aren't, aren't necessarily engaging at all. It's the same way with social media followers. Do you want a thousand followers where people actually engage with their content or 20,000 followers where nobody pays attention, right? It's, 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 it's perspective. Mm -hmm. So I share all that, um, essentially to say that, you know, when you, when you start a podcast, have a long-term mindset built into it because there is a life cycle like anything else. And if you think of it long-term, you just enjoy what you're doing. Now, 
even if nobody listened, I, I like podcasting. I like having conversations. I like being like, ooh, they had something cool to say. I want to do a podcast recording with them. When really what that means is I want to spend a half an hour talking to them. And if I have to like pretend like I have a podcast to, to, you know, make justify it, because how often do we meet someone and we like that conversation, but never follow up because we never just call them. Well, now what we're doing is putting a microphone in front of you and recording the conversation. But if it gives you permission to go deep with that person, why not? Why, why wouldn't you do that? And so, I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question or not. I'm rambling just a little bit, but th- this is something I am passionate about. I'm a podcast evangelist. I, I love, I love this, this uh, space for sure. No, and I agree. I, Dre, Dre and I, when we started it, and we always believe everything's better together, right? For sure. You know, the collab is, is all about collaboration and how you know, we saw that in our business, in our personal lives, like our businesses had kind of plateaued. And when we had joined forces, it exploded and it's still growing. And so it kind of, it, it brings in that abundance men- mentality. And so getting to meet you at, you know, Amplify with Renee, having Renee on that, like just having everyone, we all are better together because we pull things out of each other. We make each other better. We find ideas we never knew were in there, or we get a piece that maybe sparks something else. And that's what we've enjoyed the most about doing this podcast. And I mean, and you've been, I've really enjoyed having you on here for other business owners to hear. and the main thing I hope they take away from this is encouraging them to try something different because people don't like the videos or maybe they're not a writer, right? But I think podcasting, it it feels natural. It feels natural to talk to you. It feels natural to talk to Andre and to share the things that are working for all of us. And so we're, you know, they're going to get something different out of it. But even the other people that maybe aren't making podcasts, they're getting things if you know it or not. Right. Well, I mean, if I had Andre's chiseled good looks, I would be doing video all the time. Okay. But I have a radio face. And so I hide behind the microphone. This, this, oh, is, this is how this happens. Stop. So no, I, I say that to say I liked audio and voice, right? I liked listening to podcasts. I liked listening to music. I like talking on the phone to people. Being in front of the camera while I do it and I do video because I, I need to do it. It's not as comfortable for me. I don't get excited about doing video. And any type of content that you're creating, you have got to have a passion when you wake up from in the morning for it. Because if you don't, the days where it's busy or you don't really want to do it, right? You, you force yourself to. If it's something you didn't really want to do in the first place, it's just not going to happen. So I, I like this platform for a lot of different reasons. Um, I, I know video is great. You know, there, there's I have a lot of people that I do coach to do YouTube channels and to do video for a lot of different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But again, for, for me and, and for what my content is, um, I, I don't like picking up my phone and saying, hey, everybody, dot, dot, dot. Because that's what if you mm. look 90% of videos start with, hey, everybody. And so, you know, I say the same types of things in podcasts, but again... Um, hopefully people are listening for more than, you know, 30 seconds or a minute. And again, people do consume video at length in a lot of circumstances, but as you're scrolling through social, 
it's, it's, it's not quite as much. Oh, you don't need to make me feel better on my videos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking about video. Megan is definitely one of the video, you know, Queens. And like you said, I'm not a fan of video either and not to kind of steer the conversation, but I think a lot of people do can talk on the phone and do like audio and Phil, I've really seen you in clubhouse and you're exploding on clubhouse as well, which I think, you know, is another reason that clubhouse is exploding because people don't want to go on video, but they're mm-hmm. very good at audio. Um, you know, I've been obsessed with Clubhouse and, you know, I've seen you, you know, just doing a ton of rooms in there, which is just, you know, it's kind of like another podcasting thing, but it kind of brings back to your point that, you know, people like the audio and maybe not the video so much. So a thousand percent, you know, I, for me, Clubhouse was a game changer. I, I downloaded it in, I think the end of December and I, it, I've re I've redone my business plan as far as content creation around it because on Clubhouse, um, it's teaching people to consume and participate in voice and audio content. And honestly, I've I, before this, I was on another podcast doing an interview. It was around marriage and entrepreneurship. It was completely different from my field wow. as well. But my wife is, it's, it's literally called Marriage on Fire podcast. And my wife and I, we're you know second marriages, blended family, but she is my business partner. We do a lot of stuff together. She helps produce the podcast. I met her in a clubhouse room. It was just about podcasters. And I'm trying to challenge myself to get out of, because I have a real estate and mortgage podcast network, I spend a lot yeah. of time talking to podcasters in my industry and I'm trying to grow outside of that. I've met mm. so many people through it. And so I say that to say, you're exactly right, Dre. You know, People need to find something that's comfortable to them and then go do that. And um, you know, at the end of the day, the the best content creators are going to be the best content consumers. Go go consume a lot of content. Go watch stuff. Go listen to stuff, and then it becomes all that much easier. And so, as we kind of close up the episode here, I guess what would be the one actionable step? We've kind of talked about the resources they could use, but I think for people, it's like, oh my gosh, right? Like, what's the first step? Like, just the one thing they could first just go do. To start doing it, would it, would it be opening the phone and just recording something first? Or do you think they need to check out the resources? I, you know, I, I don't think there's any wrong first step. What, what I tell folks is, if you've listened to podcasts, what do you like about the podcast that you listen to? And what do you not like about it? I, I would write just a quick outline of if you were going to start a podcast, what, mm. what does it look like? Right. And so, you know, a, a little mini business plan, if you will, five to 10 things for me. A lot of podcasts that I listened to when I started had these really long, lengthy, you know, uh, intros and they had um, sponsorships and it was like seven, eight minutes before they got to any talking. So my commitment was within 60 seconds, including music and intro, we were to the conversation. That was that was what I wanted for me. I I built a podcast that I wanted to listen to because I, again, I didn't know if anybody would really listen and then it's grown and evolved, you know, obviously as I've, I've gotten better at it and and learned things, but I would say, write some things down that you like about a podcast that you don't, and then decide from there. Okay. Do I need to, you know, invest a hundred dollars in a little, you know, USB mic? Um, you can get zoom for free. I, I, I think that if you're going to use a microphone, a USB mic, a little blue Yeti for a hundred bucks or something, and a free version of Zoom is the best way to go because when you get done, yeah. it's audio recording. But there's a ton of great resources out there. That's probably where I would start is decide what you want to do. And then you can make a decision. Hey, I can just record this from my phone in front of other people. Um, but uh, just just get started. You know, Don't stop 
Uh, don't look up for a while. Don't check results. Just stay consistent and persistent. <laughs> yeah, we tried not to do that. Thank That's you. how we got started yeah. with Zoom and little Yeti mic. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. We've Great upgraded. Advice. But thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing how you got started. Where Where can people find you? Where can they check out your your podcast, you know, your, just anything that you have, where's the best places we can put in the show notes for them? Sure. Uh, pretty easy to find. Websites, uh, philtrudwell.com is my personal website. My podcast site is, is really just a link tree, uh, mmepodcast.com. And uh, the on social, I'm at philtrudwell or at mortgage marketing experts uh, pretty much everywhere. So uh, pretty easy to find. And, and I love to collaborate with people. That's why I love, you know, I'm excited to be on this show and, and love you guys is, um, I love to collaborate. I love to help anybody has any questions about podcasting or anything, you know, DM me, reach out. Um, happy to do anything I can. Well, we think awesome. you're amazing. Thank, you, Thank you again, Phil. And, uh, we'll see you on the, one of the next episodes. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Thanks, Phil. Take care. See ya. Bye. Hey, collaborators, I just wanted to say I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business. If you have a business and you have questions or needs or a specialty you want to share, You can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com and our Instagram handle as well, The Colab Life. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at The Colab. And you can email us at hello at thecolablife.com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.